What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with my fiance, Mimi Duggar. Say hi to the people. Oh, yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> I was like, come on. I just waved. What's up? Yeah. How, how are you doing today? I am doing immensely. <laughs> nice joke. Uh, anyway, so in this episode, I really want to go over my time in Germany and really talk in depth about how I got over there how I obtained trials um, and a lot of the stuff because I didn't really start vlogging until I was already kind of settled down in okay. Kinzenbach. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to back this up because when you say just Germany, people might not know what you're talking about because that's just a country. So <laughs> Shelly, yeah. out of college, dropped out of college and we'll go over the timeline, but he found himself in Germany um, seeking a contract over there. Yes. So... He vlogged that whole bit, um, but he didn't really talk about the process. No, well, I didn't vlog the whole bit. That's well, the whole you, thing. you vlogged part of the bit. The Not even that much. Okay. He vlogged something in no, Germany. So you can go back and watch those videos, but we're going to go over what actually happened, how he did it, um, the whole timeline, who helped him and everything. Because honestly, like we were dating then, but he didn't even tell me like what was going on over there, or what trials he was doing. He kind of was like really silent about it. It's kind of like the the same thing we talked about in the last podcast. How I don't like to say stuff until like, I don't like to be like, oh yeah, I'm talking to this team. I'm doing yeah, this. You like tell your girlfriend. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, doing. I know. But that's been, that's something that's like, yeah. I've had a problem he with. He is very like, cause right now, like we wrote on like a bullet point list. He's like, yeah, I trialed for this one and this one. Then I lived with this family and I'm like, I did not know this. Yeah. So the questions I'm asking are like, I'm actually like genuinely you wondering. Yeah. And um, the whole point of me asking them is to uh, cover things that he might just like skim over if he was just going to talk about it. Yeah. So. So let's roll the intro and let's get started. To start off, my first question for you. Mm-hmm. Why... Did you start thinking about playing over in a different country instead of the U.S.? Or were you looking at both or as options? Yeah, uh, I dropped off. Uh, dropped off. I dropped. <laughs> we're starting I, off on a good note. <laughs> I dropped out of college in 2014 after my senior year, and I was like, "I'm going to play wherever. I'm all in. I want to be a pro soccer player. I want to play wherever that is. If that's in the 10th division of Spain, I'll go over there and play. If they want to feed me." give me a place to stay. I'll go. So I was looking at every option available and like it started off, like, you know, I've talked about this, but it was like Iceland, uh, Vancouver, Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, then it was like Sacramento Republic. So I do remember those ones. bounced around. Yeah. Um, but then when I was actually trialing with Sacramento Republic, and this is something that like I had even done, um, previous, like four or five years before, Mm -hmm. but I'd always stayed in contact with some of my old coaches that I really liked and I knew had connections and everything. Like one of those was like Matt Atencio. Matt um, was like my U12 coach and he was down in the Bay Area as a teacher and doing a little bit of soccer training and coaching down there. Um, so he would come to games of my at Davis and so I would stay in contact with him, you know, go out for food after the game with my family and him. Mm-hmm. And So he, stay in contact with people even though you might not know that they are going to be good contacts. Yeah. Like it was literally just like, Oh yeah, he's my old coach. He's an hour away. Let's mm-hmm. have him come to the game, watch the game and I can talk to him, you know, Yeah, and just stayed in contact. And he was like, I thought one of the best coaches I've ever had, like amazing technical coach. He's the one that really instilled, like you need to be doing individual technical training. He did one-on-one sessions with me, but he would kind of talk about how he knew, um, this other guy, Marcus, 
uh, Marcus Bethalt, who was another like a soccer coach, a women's coach at the same college or a junior college close to him. And they worked together, they knew each other and he was German and he had played over in Germany in a lot of the youth academies and stuff. And so he's like, that's always like something to think about. Let me know if you want me to pursue that. And I would always be like, yeah, hundred percent, but let me finish out UC Davis and then we'll kind of go from there. And then after Davis, it was like, I had some stuff pop up pretty quick. And I was like, I'm gonna, I kind of want to explore my options here before I kind of go abroad. So, and then once I kind of like felt like, oh yeah, it's not working out here in the USL after I gave it pretty much a year, I kind of hit him up and while I was training with Republic and said, hey, what are the options there? What's the, what's the likelihood that you can bring me and talk to Marcus to bringing me over to Germany? Okay. And when he, when you guys were discussing going over to Germany, how certain were, were like your leads over there? Was it like, this is exactly what we have for you? Or was it like, okay, fly over there and we'll like work something out? Kind of like while I was training with Sacramento Republic, um, I would kind of meet up with Marcus and he, Marcus came to a game. He watched me play when I was with San Jose Earthquakes Studio 23. So I was getting to know him and he watched me play a few times, you know, just to see if I was a good player. I trained with him just one-on-one. Um, so I like was building a relationship with Marcus as well. Like another great guy, another great mentor mm. as well. And, uh, like when I was in Sacramento Republic 2015, I kept on, was like, yeah, you know, I, that's something I'd really want to do. And he knew this team, um, in the fifth division of Germany which is pretty much, it's like amateur level. Um, they pay players, but it's amateur. And uh, he was like, yeah, I know uh, this American guy over there and I can for sure at least get you a trial with this team. And that was TSV Shot Mines in the fifth division of Germany. He's like, so I have that for sure. And I can contact other teams anywhere from the fourth division, maybe try to get a third division team um, all the way down to as low as you want to go, you know, seventh division, eighth division, whatever. Can you like briefly go over the the leagues in Germany and like what they mean? Yeah, so basically the first three are considered like fully professional, like Bundesliga one, two, three. And it's like the first Bundesliga. But you weren't playing in the Bundesliga? Uh, I was close. Okay. <laughs> um, but then you go down to like all the Dreite Liga is usually a development league. That's for like younger players, but again, it's professional league. And then the fourth division, the Regional Liga, is is you have some like considered professional teams or fully like semi-professional teams pretty much. And they pay players like livable wages, give them housing. They have players coming in from different countries just to play soccer there. And they can get you like visas and really help you out. Um, so they, yeah, that's like a lot of people consider that a, a professional league. Um, uh, but like it also it ranges diff very greatly yeah, yeah, based on the team. You can have a team in the fourth division play in a beautiful 8,000 person stadium, pays all their players really well. Majority of their players are fully professional and have maybe have other jobs just because. But um, it's a very professional setup, training every single day of the of the week, you know, stuff like that, full GPS vest, everything. At the same time, you can have a fourth division team that plays in a, a tiny stadium with not even a stadium, like a, a park with people standing on the sides and might train twice or three times a week. So it varies really big in that, in that, at that level. So what were you, what league were you aiming for? And like, how did you know, like where you would fit? You really don't like, I mean, I knew it was unreasonable to even go for the top three divisions, like coming from college. And I wasn't like I was coming from the MLS coming from mm -hmm. even from the USL. It was like, I'm coming as trying to break in. So I thought that the first three, if I could even get a trial in the, in the third division, just to be there, that would be like home run. Oh my God, I got a trial in the Dreite Liga, like the third division. That'd be amazing. 
but I was aiming for the fourth division. So fourth through like what? Like what would you have been okay with? Whatever. I would have honestly, like I said, I would have played in the 10th division if it, they could give me housing and they could give me a place to play and, and whatever. Okay. So this one team that you had for sure a trial with from Marcus was what division? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Okay. So did he say, okay, buy your own ticket, get over there like right now? Or like, what was the timeline? When did you go? Yeah. So we were talking pretty much the whole summer when I was training and he kept on being like, yeah, let me know when you want to go. Like and he was going to go over there in December, like for Christmas break. And so he said, it'd be, it'd probably be a good time if I went over there right before kind of got used to it. And then he could bring me and drive me along and kind of like be my agent to contact teams while he, we were both over there okay. and then hopefully sign in that middle transfer window in January. So that's the middle of their season would yeah. be January. Yeah. So they take a mid season break right in December. Okay. So and is, yeah. it, is it harder though to <clears throat> get signed in the middle of a season? I feel like it'd be harder. It's much harder, much harder. So even looking back on it, I, if I was like, I probably should have gone at the beginning of the season, but it's hard because I was like do a training player with a fully professional team. It's like, do yeah. you leave that to go on a fifth division trial in Germany? Probably not. You know, and I was playing with a, a PDL team, so it was tough. I've, and if, and if people don't have like a Marcus, like to bring you over there and like set up that connection, is this feasible for someone who, if they just like email a team in Germany or do you like need a contact? Depends on your background. I feel like for me, let's say I could go, I could probably go over to Germany right now and it'd be difficult, but I could probably go over there, reach out to these teams. Hopefully the coach speaks English or translate my email and just be like, can I come in and train? And I'm sure I could get something, but it'd be much, much harder. And that's why I always say, follow, follow your connections, talk to your coaches. And it's, it's very, very tough to go over and especially if you don't speak the language to a different country like that and kind of just wing it unless you're coming from a, a very good background. Um, so yeah, I don't, I mean, everybody I've talked to that's gone abroad and has found success has had somebody like Marcus or had an agent or had a player that they knew playing over there, some sort of connection to, to get their foot in the door. And that like means more because it's like a reputable person. Yeah. It's the same like way. Like vouching so, for you. It's the same way as if I'm here, you know, like Sheldon Tweedy got the trial at Tulsa Roughnecks because he knew me and knew like I set him up and kind of talked to mm -hmm. my agent for him. And it kind of like, it's like a foot in the door. A connection is, is huge. And like, I hate to say like, yeah, that's almost, it's not more important than your skills because you can have the best connections in the world, but if you don't show up and play, it doesn't work. But yeah, I, I would highly, highly, highly suggest don't just wing it, like focus on trying to build something and build a connection, create a connection and follow that lead. Then just, oh yeah, you know what? I'm flying over to Germany. Wish me luck. You know? And I, I've, again, I've seen it work. Yeah. I've, I've heard of people doing that I've, too. I've seen it work. I was like, oh. But it's it's risky and it's it's yeah. very very difficult. Like Jeff did that in Germany and it worked out for him. Um, Jeff Adai. He's a people person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's tough. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so you got over there like before Christmas time. Yeah. So basically, the season ended with the Republic in um, October, or they I think they said like we're going to playoffs now. We're going to focus on just the core group of guys. Don't come to train anymore. Thank you so much. And we're not looking. We like they said basically. Sacramento Republic said that they might bring me into preseason the next season, but pretty much you're an off season. Yeah. Now. And Sac Republic was next to his college that he was at. Mm -hmm. So they let him train while he kind of lived in his college town. Yeah. It wasn't like a full contract. You yeah. were just training. They paid me and it was yeah. like for my living, living expenses and stuff like that, but it was very low. Um, but I got a ton of, a ton of experience. It was great experience. And then, uh, yeah. And then, so I paid, pretty much said this is off season. I pretty much would just be going home to Portland and training by myself right now. 
I might as well go over to Germany. If it doesn't work out, I'll be back here before USL season starts. I can give it another go in that following season. So who did you stay with when you got there? Like, where did you fly to first? Yeah. So Marcus pretty much just said, he's like, yeah, book a ticket whenever you want. This is like November now. Mm -hmm. I kind of like hung out at Davis, did become elite, training a ton, trained with the college team, the, my, my D1 college team, mm -hmm. whenever I could, stayed fit, stayed sharp. And uh, <clears throat> I actually went over to Tennessee and trained with this guy. Uh, I did that for like 10 that. days. Yeah. Cause he had, he had, he had, he actually played in the, the third division of, in Germany. And so he's over in Tennessee. I knew him again through Matt Atencio and Matt just was like, yeah, you can go out there, train with them. It was awesome training. It was, I really, really enjoyed it. It was like a very German style of training. I and mean, he's American guy, Brent Goulet, amazing, like a very good player. Um, but he played, uh, yeah, over in Germany, had a great career over there too and the dry to Liga and everything. Um, but he would break down the train. Like if you were working on like crossing, it would start with ball on the ground. You take one step and just, let's just swing the foot, cross it in. Then we go uh, take a step back. Now I'll take a step and cross it. Now take two steps back. Now we're going to roll the ball and cross it. Now we're going to go to a move to cross. It was like very like start the most simple thing. And it was very cool. And I really, really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. I spent like 10 days there, really learned from him. Um, also kind of talked about German levels of play and kind of like got his analysis. And he was like, he basically said that he was like, yeah, I think that you can do well, like hopefully get a fourth division team over there. Told me a little bit about Re Regional Liga, how it could mm -hmm. be a good league to kind of break into. And so that was the goal. And then so I kind of like hung out at Davis a little bit more, went back to Portland, I think for a little bit. And then I booked my ticket to go over to Frankfurt. Uh, it was like November 11th, I think. So yeah, that's when I got over and there. And who did you stay with? Uh, I stayed over there with a friend of Marcus's who was like a, I forgot his name. So you paid for your own ticket, right? Yeah. To get over there? <laughs> yeah. So you paid for your own ticket and then you stayed with a, a friend of Marcus's. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to happen. Unless you are, I mean, unless a third division or second division team is really interested in me, you're going to buy your own ticket. Even if a Regionalliga team was interested in me, they're like, yeah, you know what? Most likely they'd have me buy my own ticket too. I, unless the, I, they were looking at me as like their main guy, but usually. So just like to throw it out there, because I know people are going to be, they're going to ask like, what if, you know, they can't afford a ticket over to Germany? Like how save up. So you like, there's yeah. nothing you can do really. I mean, either save up and do and people ever sponsor you to come over or I, the only way you're going to either get your, your flight paid for is like a GoFundMe, which I hate, and I would never have done that, like a GoFundMe like that, mm -hmm. like fund my time over in Germany to do this, or it's if a team really wants you, and, and that's a top division team is gonna want you. And they're so only, realistically, only, you just need to save money. You, realistically, you need to save okay. money, because unless you are playing in the MLS, a team's not gonna pay for you to go over if you're in America, you know? You have to be playing at a top level pro. I don't even think a USL, I think the top USL players maybe could have a chance of getting like a flight paid for and like trial and good opportunities over in like the third division of, of Germany. And that's, that's a stretch. Okay. So once you got there, how long was it until you had your first trial? Like how long a, were you just kind of in Germany for? It was about a week. A week. Yeah. Okay. And that was perfect. I thought, because I got over there, flew into Frankfurt, Marcus's friend um, picked me up from the airport and he took me back and he basically had like a little apartment that he uh, was like, yeah, you could stay here. Um, and he was there, but he was also like, I think he had a girlfriend as well. So he, and he was over at his girlfriend's place. So I had this place to myself, which was awesome, but I could only stay there for like a week. Cause I think he like Airbnb it out as well. Um, secretly. 
yeah, secretly because it's in illegal Germany. in Germany. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was over there for a week and pretty much just by myself. Like I remember that I first got over there and I fell asleep at like, I was all jet lagged. Yeah, it was he's the terrible worst. Jet lag. I was falling asleep at like 3 p.m. in the afternoon and waking up at like one and I was wide awake from 1 a.m. all the way until like, so, and I would like go on walks around Frankfurt. So do you think it's a good idea to give yourself time to adjust before a trial? Like if it is a different time Yeah, zone? I mean, if you can't control it and a team's like, yeah, we want you here right now, you have to suck up and do it. But, and I would have, but the team that I was even talking to, they're like, oh yeah, it'd be best if you came in this next week. So everything was perfect. I was like, perfect. I will get adjusted the time. I'll get to know Frankfurt. I'll get comfortable in German. Um, not the language, the, 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 in Germany, I'll start to learn the first three words of German I can know. But I think that was good. Were you talking to the coach personally? No, he couldn't speak any English. So Marcus was talking to the guy he knew on the team, the American. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but he was awesome. He's a cool guy. Um, and then he, he Marcus, Marcus was also, also talking, talking to the head coach who he knew. And, and they, they were saying, saying like, yeah, he can come in on Monday. Come in on Monday. So you, know? you were just kind of getting info from Marcus. You know, yeah. Like Mar- yeah, yeah, Marcus was telling me everything. Okay, so how did the first trial go? It was uh, great. Honestly, it was fantastic. I, I was on that first week I was in Germany. I did like a ton of like my own individual trainings. I, I was... I worked so hard. I've been training with a fully professional team all that nine months. So I got in there and the fifth, fifth division team that I was there. Um, it was great. Like and what team was it? Uh, TSV shop mines. So it was in my, it was in uh, mines, which is like, I think 40 minutes outside of Frankfurt, I think to the South West. Is it North? No, it's, it's West. Like, it's like West, Northwest. I think it's West. It's we were going to go to that castle over there. Yeah. Somewhere um, but yeah, no, it was, it, it honestly was kind of funny because I got there in the locker room and, you know, it's always, I'm like meeting everybody. I can't speak German, so it's awkward. I'm just, and some people are like, hello, hello, Matt, hello. Oh, Matt, like Matt Damon. They're going to say that. Oh, like Matt Damon. And then I was there are other Matt's in the world. Yeah. Luckily, I was with the American guy and he kind of like walked me through it. We talked, he talked a ton and he, he was like speaking English and with me. It was really nice. Um, but honestly, he even kind of warned me. He's like, look. I hope you can get like a fourth, a good fourth division set up because in the fifth division and and lower, it's like, it's tough. Like it's not very professional. And I was like, oh yeah, no. So I'm looking for anything. I was like, I'm looking for anything, whatever. And I go out there and like, um, I had a really good trial. I mean, the coach was like, yeah, he's awesome. He's a great player. We'd we'd want him if he could, we could afford him, you know? But they couldn't afford you. Uh, and it was kind of funny because my highlight video, I had some clips playing at Sacramento Republic and I had some like good clips. So I think they almost kind of overestimated me as a player. Like, like, yeah, we, we don't, we can't afford you. We can't give you housing. I think they had like, they're completely like, spent their budget. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was looking still for an apartment and like some contract or something. And they were just like, yeah, we, we don't have any money. We can't give you a place to stay. We can't help with the visa and we have no money to give, but we want you. And hopefully maybe for next season. So I was like, okay, but I was like, I'll train. So I trained there for like a week. I got some really good trainings in and it really gave me a lot of confidence because I was actually playing even center mid at the time. And I was like, yeah, center mid and right mid and stuff. What? Yeah, and I was doing, I was doing really well. And like, everybody was like, I think actually after that first training, the American guy called Marcus because Marcus was like super curious to see how I was doing. And he said, yeah, your boy's really good. Like he's a good player. And Marcus basically talk, uh, like talked to me on the phone. He said, sounds like you've been killing it. Like you're doing really well. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm doing well. He's like, no, it looks like, you know, we're really going to try to get you. It's like it gave him confidence to even reach out to fourth division teams, you know, because that's kind of like I even looked at it. It's like that was kind of like the tester trial, because if I would have gone over there in the fifth division and with that team and they would have been like, bro, this guy is not at the level 
Marcus wouldn't have been like, okay, yeah, let's try to get you a fourth division contract, you know? He probably knew, though, going into it because he watched you. Yeah. But so where did you go after that? Yeah, so after that, I was with Mines for a bit. I was staying again like Airbnbs. I stayed with I stayed with an American family over there because I was in, be, in between because I never had like a, this is your next team. It was kind of like stay put for like three or four days, find a place to stay, and I'll contact you in like three or four days. So then I would be kind of like, huh. And then just like randomly, like Matt Atencio was like, hey, I actually know like this American family out there in V-Spotten, which is like, I don't know, 10 minutes away from Mines. So weird. And so they're like, he's like, do you want to stay with them? And I was like, sure. See, I didn't even know about this. Yeah, sure. So it's an American family? Yeah, and I'm friends with Facebook on them. Yeah. That wasn't I'm friends, I'm friends with them, with them on, on Facebook. Facebook. There you go. <laughs> I'm friends with Facebook on them. I'm friends with Facebook on them. I'm friends with them on Facebook. That's what Shelly language is, but I understand it. Yeah. No, but Matt was pretty much, because he's like, here, here's this uh, lady I know. She's amazing, super nice. Hit her up. Or he's like, I'll hit her up. You can hit her up after. How young was she? She's like 30 or something. Um, he's like, but uh, she has like a family, husband, daughter. And see if you can just stay in the guest bedroom. And uh, basically, she messaged me on uh, Facebook. She's like, oh, I heard you're in Germany. It's like, yeah. She's like, do you want to stay with us? I was like, yeah, sure. And so I took a bus, public transportation, found the place, and I stayed with them for like two or three nights. And then what was the next trial that you got? The next trial was, uh, I think it was Frankfurt. I have it written down. Let me see. Um, yeah, Rottweiss Frankfurt, which is in the fifth division as well. Rottweiss, which basically means red and white Frankfurt. And that's their colors. Is that what rot means? Rot, yeah. Rot is red. Like Vice. a Rottweiler. Like a red, red dog? Redweiler. <laughs> yeah, rot, yeah, rot vice. Um, but anyway, so I was with the family. It was really cool. It was a great experience. They're super nice. They took care of me for like two or three days. I left. And then I went back into Frankfurt. Again, I was in a new Airbnb now. Again, this is money that like my parents had helped me out a little bit. Um, but it's again, I, I, it's, it, my advice is like plan for three, four months of being over there. Most was your YouTube um, like supporting you at all at that point? No. This is at this point, I was getting like ten dollars a month on YouTube. Yeah, because right before that, you got your first dollar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, October was when I, the October 2015 is when I earned my first cumulative dollar on YouTube. I remember that. And then I hadn't even made a program yet, so. I was selling t-shirts. No, actually, I was sold a couple customized programs, which was pretty yeah. good. But it was like 100 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month. Um, so I guess maybe I was making like in total 150, 200 dollars a month, um, which was good. But uh, but yeah, I wasn't covering Airbnbs and everything. But I was living so cheaply: guest bedrooms, couch surfing, doing stuff like that, eating whatever I could eat, trying to stay with families. Um, but yeah, my advice is to try to plan out three months of expenses, plan out the, the plane ticket there and back, save that all up. And just, and, and make that a priority to save for it. Because I know it's like, don't buy it, just save for it. Because you're, you're gonna have to- You don't need those AirPods. You don't need those AirPods. You don't need the new Call of Duty game. If that's your goal to do that, you need to have like five to $10,000 saved up. Like, and to, cause you're gonna burn through it. Little things come up. Train tickets are $70, you know? Like crap, I don't have that. So save up, save up if you don't have, someone's gonna pay for it. And this next trial, did you talk to this coach or was it again Marcus just talking to him? No, again, none of the coaches could speak a word of English. Okay, so he just said, okay, you're gonna go meet with them this day, trial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I came back, I was with the family for like three or four days and then Marcus pretty much said, okay, I got, I got a trial with you. And actually he came over. So he said, I'm coming over now. Um, he's in Frankfurt, he's like, I got a trial with, for you in, uh, with, Rottweiss Frankfurt, yeah. and he said, yeah, um, it's just one day for now, and then we'll see how you do. So I was like, okay, awesome. 
uh, I went back into Frankfurt. He basically picked me up from my Airbnb because he, he was with his girlfriend, I think, in, in Frankfurt. So he picked me up and then he drove me to the, the training grounds. And uh, this was the worst trial of my life. Worst trial. Worst one. Because you, you, get, you can have an instant feeling, a vibe. You pick up the vibe, you know, the energy of it so quick. And because I walk into the facilities and Marcus is like, okay, Matt, see you later afterward. I'm going to watch, but just, you know, I'll see you later. So I go into the, the locker room setup and I meet the coach, I think. And the coach pretty much just goes, Americana, like American. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then the locker room for the guys was like right here. And instead of taking me in the locker room, he takes me across the hall into the trialist locker room. So there's like me and a Croatian guy. They had two lock, a separate locker room? It was like for the second team, but they put okay. us in there. So we weren't allowed to even be in the locker room. Wow. We were in the second team locker room. It was just me and this Croatian guy. He spoke like a couple words of English. That's that nice German hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so it was hard. I was like from the get-go, I was like, wow, this is not very... Uh, not very like welcoming. Yeah, yeah, not very welcoming at all. And I got, I got put, put in there, there uh, changed, changed into the gear, changed into like my boots and everything. And I just sat there like kind of like in silence with this Croatian guy. And then, and then, um, then finally we went out and like, I literally asked a guy, I was like, cause we, I walked out to go train and to pass. And so I walked up to this group of guys and, I, and like we've said in podcasts, I have no problem on the field talking, hanging out, meeting new people. I walked straight up. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, Paul, like let's pass. And he goes, no, he's like nine. I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, okay. And so I, I like, turned, turned and then and just tying your shoes for an hour. Yeah, yeah honestly, thank, thank God. God. This other guy who was over here could speak English. He's like, I'll pass with you. He was German. He's like, he's like, I'll pass. Like, I'll pass. So then he passed with me. My jeez, who says no? Like, even on any pro, no other team I've ever been on has said that. But I think I'll tell, I'll actually talk about this at the end of the trial. Um, but basically, we did the passion drills, did the full session. But there was like forty people there, like a huge team, crazy big team. And we did the normal training and everything. Guys were very cold to you. So you didn't have high hopes for that one. Yeah, kind of. And then we did this, like we did this. Oh yeah, I'm gonna change the cameras right now. So then we did the normal training session and everything. Uh, but then we ended with like a three v three kind of game, where it was like normal, kind of like close range, two big goals, goalkeepers, and literally people like guys on the team were cutting me. They were pushing me back, like like to get their reps in, and I wasn't. And I was like, fuck, like screw you, like let me like come in and like really awkward high like you could cut the tension i got my reps and i thought i did decent but there was 40 guys who barely got any touches on the ball and That's afterwards weird. i was like you don't was, want that team anyways. it was weird yeah and then so afterward what was the weirdest part was afterwards i go into the uh you have like a team restaurant so i was in the team restaurant and marcus was talking to the head coach he was like yeah we thought he did well like we'll talk to you and probably he'll come back tomorrow so i was even like huh like didn't expect that you know like I thought like it just didn't go well. So yeah. like, huh. And Marcus was like, what'd you think? He kind of had like, I was like, what'd you think of that? I'm like, I don't know. He good, was watching that Yeah, one? he was watching it. He's like, there's a lot of guys there. We're like, what'd you think? I'm like, it was okay. Like they hated me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it could have gone better. Like, you know, maybe hopefully the next time mm -hmm. the tomorrow will be better. You know, hopefully the, me coming back, it will be better. And then they just ghosted us. Like never sent the message back to Marcus about to come into training. So I, that kind of hurt. That was like my first rejection in Germany where I was like, they didn't think I was good enough, you know, another fifth division team. And I was like, how am I, I want to play in the fourth division, which was like, yeah, <laughs> so like how, a dagger. So how soon after that one were you guys like moving on? Did he already have another one planned? Again, it was like, okay, you got three or four days, 
train in Germany or train in Frankfurt right now at parks, do whatever you can. Um, I'll work on the next trial. So this is like where I'd go back to my Airbnb. I remember exactly where I was staying at. I remember specifically to even turn on hot water. Like this is, the, this is I even had my own place. This was like upgrade for me. But to turn on the hot water, you had to like boil the water. Like, um, but it was very, very like, I think I was paying like $17 a night for it. Oh my God. It was a, like a, the square space like of the kitchen was the whole place. It's like a studio. But um. Yeah, it was tiny, but it worked. And that's actually where I started creating the blueprint because I had so much, I literally had like my computer and I would just was like, you know what? I should make a standardized program just of soccer training. because yeah, you were doing like all customized. Yeah, so I would probably go. probably getting really time consuming. Yeah, I was doing only customized programs, which were good, but it was very time consuming. So I would go out in the morning, go on like a run. I would run like, it was like two miles down to this futsal court. I'd train at the futsal court, record the session or do like a YouTube video, get finished my training session, work out, in the park because they had like a public workout park or something. Um, and then I would run the two miles back to my Airbnb and the whole rest of the day, I'd just lie in bed because it was pretty much the whole space of the apartment and work on the blueprint. And uh, then after about four days, they're like, okay, we got the next trial for you. FK Pirmasens, which was in the Regional Liga, the fourth division. And it's out in, I think it was very far west, like almost like French border west, like really, really far out there. Um, I think it was France border. Yeah, France. France, France border. There's also yeah. Luxembourg, but you were probably France. It was yeah. I remember it was right like right there to Luxembourg for Luxembourg because I almost actually went in there just to, to look at it. Um, probably looked the same as but, where you were on the but, other side. And Marcus was awesome. Marcus was like, "I'll drive out there with you this weekend. You know, we'll go out there all together." And so I booked an Airbnb, like a two bedroom Airbnb for me and Marcus, and he drove us all the way out there, which was like a two or three hour drive. Um, on the Autobahn and uh, we got out there and that was the regional. So this team is like, this is my goal. I'm like, okay, here's my chance in the fourth division. This is exactly what I want. Regional Liga team. They wanted to sign players. And that trial actually went, was like one of the better trials I went on. It was, I loved it. I, the first day we get there and uh, we actually got to watch them play a game. So we got to stand up and they have this really big stadium, really cool stadium. They had like, I think, I, did you post a picture of that? Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah, really cool stadium, big stadium, held like, I think like 5,000 people. And it probably had at that time, like 1,000, 2,000 people there. So it was like, I was like, wow, this is a pretty professional setup. Like you could go in, they had a concession stand. It was really, really cool. And the, the level of play looked really good. But like, like I could play there though. I was like pretty confident. And uh, so I was really excited about this. I really wanted this trial to, uh, to go well. And then they had the day off the next day and then training started again on Monday or something. So me and Marcus are over there kind of killing time, hanging out, going to German pubs and restaurants and eating. Um, and then the trial, literally same thing. I go in there, but this time they're like, yeah, here's the locker room. I'm like, wow, I actually get to go into the locker room this time. <laughs> you're like, I'm allowed? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually, yeah. And the guys were super nice. Like, oh, you're American. Like one guy wanted to try out his English and they were asking me where I'm from and talking about California because they had this idealized version of it, which was really cool. So I'm like, this is so night and day from the last trial. In the fourth division too, which I thought was going to even be worse than the, the fifth, the last yeah. one. But the guys were super cool. And uh, we go out and train. And again, I, I killed it. Like I had a great training session. They got tons of reps in. They even actually, the coach brought me to the side and did like, he wanted to see my crossing. So he put me out there and literally just was like cross. So I'd take a touch and cross. He's like, let me see another, like go. He's like, go, go, go. And I take another one cross. And he was just watching like me, just like literally standing there, just That's watching so me. A lot of pressure. But it was, the trial went like amazing. And after I think three or four days, they're like, yeah, we want you. Um, but they could only offer like a few hundred euros a month and they couldn't offer housing. 
and they could not help at all with the visa. So that's what, that's what they offered. So like, I, I probably like, I could have taken it and try to like plan out, but Marcus was just like, if the visa is going to be too hard, it's you need help with a visa. You can't do it by yourself. Like it's very difficult. I have got some other teams in the works. Um, we'll keep that on the table. We won't say no. It's not ideal. Maybe you can come back after the season, but you know, we'll come back. Mm -hmm. So we left Pyramusins. We went back to Frankfurt. And again, it was like another three or four days where I had an Airbnb in Frankfurt, trading on my own, waiting it out. And then he said, I got a trial north now with uh, SC Teutonia Watsonborn. And now we're like in the middle of December. He's like, but we have to act quick because the, the Christmas break is gonna start and these teams are, no training's gonna happen. So I was like, okay, Scary. yeah. Um, do you have any questions about that or should I just keep going? Just keep going. Just, just keep listening. going, <laughs> just listening. Is I have questions like in general after too, but if I, if you skip over something else. I've never like, we've never gone in depth about this, huh? Mm -mm. Like with you. No, I had no idea any of this uh, happened. I should talk to you more. I remember, yeah, you should. I, I just remember like, I don't know if that's the team you're getting to right now, but there was a team I remember that was oh. going to sign you, but then they didn't sign yeah, that's you or this something. One. That's, I remember you telling me that, but you didn't go into detail. You kind of yeah. like didn't want to talk about it. Like, yeah, I think I have, a, I have a contract, but I might not have a contract. Yeah, that was actually, that wasn't even the Pyramusins. Like I, they offered that, but like, I just kind of said, oh, I'm going to look for yeah. something else. Um, But actually I went to one team. I forgot SC Waldgrimes, I think. And I they wouldn't were, know because you didn't tell me that. <laughs> they were, that was just like a one day. I don't even know if I trained with the team because they were in the seventh division, but there was the type of team in the seventh division that got new sponsors and new owners and they really wanted to push up. And I honestly think now they're either in the fourth or fifth division, um, but they had a ton of money. So they had a lot of money. Um, their facilities were really cool, like really nice, actually really nice stadium, um, but they were in the seventh division. And it was kind of like, do you want a trial here? And I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll trial here for sure. Like I'm down again, like I'm down for anything, you know, I'll, I'll try here, I'll trial here for sure. So Marcus took me there. We kind of explored the coach, showed me around the facilities and everything. I really liked it. I was like, yeah, this looks awesome. Like this is one of the better places I've been at. And I've been at tons mm -hmm. of other places and he's like, okay, yeah. So we'll start training on Monday. But then over the weekend, um, Marcus got a regular now Liga team. So I kind of said to the SC Waldgrimes or Waldgrimes, uh, look, I have a regular Naliga team. If it doesn't work out there, I'll come back here. And the coach was like, sure. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I went to, at the very end, right before the break for Christmas, uh, SC Teutonia Watsonborn Steinberg, which was in the fourth division, the regular Naliga. And um, again, this was like a big goal of mine, but this is the team in the fourth division that didn't have a stadium. They just had this field with like, you know, a bars around it where people just stood and watched, but they, they were treating it very, very professionally. The coach really wanted to let to win the league and they had a lot of money. Um, and it went really, really well. Again, like the trial, I was there for the full week before the season, the mm -hmm. mid season break for Christmas. And coach was like giving me a ton of positive re like encouragement. He said he really liked how I played. Um, I really liked the guys on the team. Like they were talking to me. I was in the locker room. It was a really good, they had like a sauna in the locker room, which I really liked. It was just a really, really cool like vibe I got. Again, it was a good vibe again. All the guys were nice. The coaches was, was nice. The coach could speak English. So he was the first coach that actually was talking to me, which was nice. Um, but yeah. Was, what was the response that you got from that one? The response, like the, the coach or? Yeah, from the trial. Um, so they basically said from that week, they said, look, we really, really like you. We would need you to come back in January. So to come back, we need you to play an exhibition game in front of a sponsor, one of the sponsors for the team. 
he needs to see you play. And then if he likes you and we like you and everything, which we already we're pushing for you. Um, but if he likes you, then we will give you, uh, get you a contract for this team, a fully, prof- like not fully professional. It's hard because they would offer like a livable wage. If you like, it was like, I think they were offering a thousand euros a month, um, and an apartment with another player on the team. You train four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was in the regular now, I guess. So I would, I would, to me, that was like, yeah, that's a pro contract, you know? It's a low pro contract, but it's a pro contract. Um, so that's what they offered. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, I'd be happy with that. So they're like, okay, come back in January. And that's where you came over. I came over for Christmas before that. No. Well, I'm saying like, okay, well, yeah. So we went to, we did the break. During the break. Yeah. So during the break is when you came over. Yeah. yeah. And that was because you were over in, uh, you were in California still. I just came over to visit you. Yeah. And so we went, fun. do you want to talk about like the trip that we did? Yeah. I've been talking so, for a while. I need a break. Yeah. So he surprised me with like, like a, it was like my Christmas present it was like a trip around Europe. So I flew into Frankfurt and then we stayed there for like maybe four, three, four days or something. And then we went to Copenhagen. No, Cologne. Mm-hmm. Cologne. Cologne. So we went there first, went to all the Christmas markets there. Then we flew to Copenhagen and um that was amazing we spent that christmas there yeah christmas was in copenhagen and it was i wish we would have got we could have gotten there sooner gucci's automatic feeder there she is (laughs) Woo! she just woke up (laughs) um yeah that was amazing i love europe around christmas time because of all the christmas markets Mm -hmm. especially germany they had amazing ones but then we went from copenhagen to budapest and then back to Frankfurt. Yeah. And that's when I left you. Yeah. And then you went back to California and that was great. Honestly, that helped out so much uh, mentally because I'd been kind of like roughing it and like had really been um, bouncing around, kind of not facing that much rejection, really. Only that one team was really yeah. like that. But um, but yeah, I had so much fun. And by the time that I got there, you had learned like some of the language so you can like order for us and mm-hmm. get us around and you knew the whole like train system bus system like everything so it was like i liked that you had time to like master it kind of before i got there i was a master of the german language yeah, by then you thought you were like watch this i can order a bratwurst <laughs> <laughs> yeah ich hätte gern ein bier bitte danke schön tschüss yeah so that was good it was really good I, that trip was really it was awesome and then yeah, mimi left fun. and uh sucked. i was still in school yeah you're still in school finishing up um so that sucked because she left and so I was by myself again. Uh, but I was really looking forward to this SC Tetonia Watsonborn Steinberg. It's a crazy name. Um, but I was really looking forward to basically their preseasoning it because they do another like short two, three week preseason before they start the second half of the season. And uh, so I was with them for those like two weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks of training. I played in an exhibition game against SC Verl, which is a really amazing stadium. Um, SC Viral, I think it could hold like their stadium can hold like 8,000. It's like brand new, beautiful stadium. Um, I played in the like 90 minutes in that exhibition game and, and killed it. And the coach afterwards literally was like, you solidified it for me. Like, I want you on the team, which I was so ecstatic about. Um, so what's the bad news? I know there's bad news coming. <laughs> and then the spawn. And then, so I played in another exhibition game at home. Just so I, I can't remember. I think it was actually against the fifth division team and we killed them. And I think I had like a goal and assist or something did well. And, um, 
the uh, the co- the sponsor was like, yeah, I'll, let's sign him. Like, let, let's go for it. And then so I came into the office after the exhibition game with Marcus, and Marcus and him were talking and talking. And Marcus, you know, Germans are so like stern and, and straightforward to me. And it probably all sounds like really bad. Yeah, too. to me, they were talking like that, and they were like, but and Marcus was like, okay, like in the German, and they're like, they're both straight faced. And then Marcus turns to me and goes, so they like they want to like sign you for a thousand euros a month with the housing with the teammate is that something you'd want and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah i'll <laughs> like, take is this it a trick question? Like, i was like what's the bad the same thing i was like what's the bad part yeah it's like okay uh hold on and then they talk again blah, blah blah and they're talking talking and then he goes okay let's go and so we just left and then i was and then i thanked the coach and then basically marcus was like yeah they'll call you in this was on friday he's like they'll call you in on on sunday to come in and sign the, the official contract and everything so i was like really like really and that's when I called you. Like, I think I have a contract. Like, yeah. um, and I was exa- ecstatic about it. Like I finally did it. You know, this has been a few months and Saturday rolls around. I think I did. I think I actually on that Saturday to distract myself, I filmed the one by one yard training, the one by one yard box video. And I spent the whole day editing it. So I wouldn't just be thinking the whole time, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so big about that YouTube channel helping me in my career because it distracted me or gave me an outlet to focus on when I shouldn't just be, I would have just otherwise just been sitting in the apartment like Sunday, 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 Mm -hmm. you know? And then Sunday rolls around and I'm there Sunday in the apartment. I'm literally have my phone on my nightstand. I'm staying in bed like the whole time. I, I, I literally bought food for all so I didn't have to leave the place and ever be in a place where I didn't have Wi-Fi. And I was waiting for the WhatsApp call, sitting on my, uh, counter or my nightstand sitting I'm working on some stuff work still working on the blueprint kind of like checking the phone coming Aww. back all day long 8 a.m 9 a.m all the way all the way through and then around 7 p.m at night so this is a full day of waiting thinking I'm like when am I going to come in and sign the contract yeah and then 7 p.m uh the, I call the coach and I was like hey Daniel and he's like hey Matt and he like sighs he's like hey Matt uh and I'm like oh and I just literally my stomach dropped and I'm like something went wrong and they're like so like I really want to sign you I love how you play but the there's a problem with the sponsor he just he wants to back out he thinks there's too many players on the team he wants to wait until next season so the start of the next season it's all good we really like how you play we really are interested in you but we just can't afford like the that money and to help with anything and I was just like it crushed me like it crushed me um, so I thanked him and I hung up the phone and I just, I just cried that night. Like I just went to bed. Aww. It was like, like kind of like, just like tearing up and like, why is this like, why, why is every team I go to? Cause it's not like I was going to these teams and they were saying, you're not good enough. You're not good yeah. enough. One team said, didn't well, contact me. they got your me. hopes up. I mean, it's understandable. To and be so every happy. team, I felt like I was so close. You know, I was so close. I went over to Iceland. I felt like I was close. I went over to Vancouver Whitecaps into preseason. I went into Re- Republic. I went into these, all these German teams and everything. And everybody's telling me, ah, we want you or it's close, but no. And so it killed me. So, but then the next day, I kind of like after that whole night and then pretty much I took the whole, all of Monday just to sulk and feel bad for myself and did nothing but watch Netflix on, on, I didn't even leave the room. I I don't think I had like one meal that day. Mm. It's just depressed. Um, but then Tuesday came around and I kind of like flipped the switch and I was like, okay, you have pretty much two options. You can quit, do nothing, sulk, or you can try to be proactive about it. So I called Daniel again, the coach, um, that just revoked the contract. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, Daniel, 
look, I am 100% interested in playing for SC Tetonia Watsonborn Steinberg um, this following season, but is there any way, any teams you have that you could help me out and just get me a place to play for these next few months while I finish out this this season? And he goes, actually, I do. Like, I'll call you back. And then an hour later, because he's like, I really think you're a good player. I think you deserve something. I'll, I'll help you. And then he calls me back like an hour later and says, I got you two trials with VF Blau Marburg and uh, SK Kinsenbach. And he's like, they're in the sixth division. He's like, it's going to be a step down from the Regionalliga, the fourth division that we're that they were in. But he's like, but if you're there, you have a good season. Everything goes well. You finish out these four or five months, then we'll have you come in to SC Tony Watsonborn in the preseason here and we'll sign you for the next year. So that was the plan. So I said, okay, awesome. Like that, and that, that one phone call, like me waking up and being like, I'm going to call this coach, you know, cause he, mm-hmm. we had pretty much, he's like, he pretty much said, good luck with your career. And we ended it. But if on that Tuesday, I didn't call him and be like, Hey, do you have anything for me? I don't know where I would be right now, you know? So yeah, I pretty much was like super excited for it then. Um, and Marcus at this time had already left to go back to California. So this was me now getting all the stuff. And again, if I wouldn't have impressed that coach at that trial with Tetonia Watsonborn, there's no way he would have helped me and get the six division teams, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was impressing him and doing stuff. Um, and then I went to Marburg first, had a great trial, six division. So it was a lower level and I stood out even more like my athleticism and training and all that stuff. I think in that I, I killed it again, loved the guys. It was even more of like a light atmosphere because it was more amateur. Mm-hmm. And so they were excited to have me and it was just a really great experience. And after two days of the trial there, they're like, yeah, we want you here. We can give you like 500 euros a month, um, give you like a housing or something. And we can kind of, we can help with the visa. So like, wow, awesome. And like, well, I have one more trial at SK Kinzenbach. Um, but I, uh, that, like, let's, I like that, you know, They're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Go enjoy SK Kinsenbach and we'll come back here later. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is amazing. And then, so I went to SK Kinsenbach and same thing. Like, again, the first day or two, they were like, I think the first training I like, we played a little scrimmage and I had like all of the goals for one of the teams. So they were like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's bring you in. Like, well, happy. And then again, they offered me pretty much the same thing, like 500 euros a month. Um, they offered me like housing or th- the ability to ha- like a little attic apartment or something. And again, help with the visa. And, um, I was, so I pretty much, I was like, wow, like within a week, I went from like the worst, most depressed I'd felt in a long time to now having two contract offers to play. So then how did you decide between those two? Uh, <laughs> flip of a coin. I wanted both. It was one of those so it things. was like the same. They were it was like the same. same. Yeah. Same. It was pretty much the same offer. I think Marburg actually might've been like 350 euros a month. So it was a little bit less. I think that's what did it. Like I had great experiences with both, like the coaches of both. Um, but actually, I know I do know why the head coach of Kinsenbach, his little brother played on the team at Tetonio Watsonborn. So there was more of a connection there. That's smart. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take Kinsenbach because there's that literally I could talk to the coach. Hey, talk to your brother. Can I pull Can I train? And so that's why I chose Kinsenbach and I finished out the season with Kinsenbach, um, trained like three times a week. Uh, it's pretty, it wasn't like fully amateurist. The level was pretty good. Like I'd rate it very closely to like PDL or NPSL level. Um, so it wasn't like fully like amateur Sunday league, but cause you have good players all over there, but it definitely wasn't like regular now Liga, like USL, stuff like that. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I had a great time over there, learning the language, meeting friends, and training. How, and so you just played for the rest of that season. So how long was that? 
So I signed the contract. It was like one page, <laughs> but I signed that contract uh, in Jan- end of January. And then I, uh, I started, yeah, so it was January. So it was basically all of February, March, April, May, and then into June. So four and a half months. And then June is when I left. But the visa process is something I really want to talk about because fourth division, regular now Liga can help you with the visa. Those teams usually have the power and the ability and they have the money to basically get you the visa in order to play over there. But fifth, sixth division teams, they don't. They, they really have no idea. They've never usually signed a foreigner before. So I basically asked for help. And they, they said they helped me with the visa, but the help was like, we can translate anything you need. You know, you're on your own. So I spent the like three weeks every day. Yeah, I remember you vlogged that part. Yeah, I, yeah that's where I started vlogging. I, I spent like three weeks in the Ausbalanda Horda, I think. Auslanda Horda. I still remember that name because I was there so much. And it was like the DMV of Germany. Yeah. So I was there with all You'd the... You'd wake up like super early and try to get there first. Get the ticket and then you wait and you wait and then you go in and then I would try to translate. Maybe I'd have somebody there with me, but usually it was by myself speaking German or broken English. And it was day after day. And finally I got... Uh, I basically got a student visa. I applied to University of Gießen, Gießen Universität or whatever. <laughs> and I said I was just doing a German study abroad class. And then I got a student visa for a year. To be careful, what if they're listening to this? Then I'll never be able you to re-enter a Germany. You at our school so, Yeah. So I kind of cheated the system a little bit. And I didn't get the normal working permit because I think you need to be making like 1,000 or 1,500 euros to get that in Germany. Mm-hmm. But... I pretty much said, I have a team that wants me to play. I'll finish it out here and then I'll do it the right way and get the real working permit with SC Chetonio Watsonborn the following season. Yeah, um, the visa thing is important because a, a lot of people too that we've known that have just like gone over to a different country just to try it, you know, to see what they can get. Um, you only have like in a lot of countries, it's like three months yeah, of three just months. visiting, just being like a visitor. So like if you go over to a country for three months and you don't find anything, like you have to leave, like you have to leave and then come back. So you're kind of on like this, like, I mean, there is like a little, um, what's it called? Like a timer, Yeah. a, uh, countdown. I mean, it's, it, you have like a while, but you can't just be over there forever, like yeah, trying and, to find and, something. And look, I came over in early November. So to December, to January, yeah. to February is three months. So when in the early months of February, I was still working on the visa. So I'd go into the office and after like the first week, they'd be like, okay, we'll give you a two week extension on your tourist visa. And I was like, okay. And then I come in the next week. It's like, we'll give you another two week extension. And I did that like two or three times. And then finally they said, okay, we, here is your, and I still have it in my passport, my year long student visa mm-hmm. for, uh, for Germany. So that was, uh, yeah, that was very stressful, very tough. Uh, but yeah, it worked out. And then, um, to sum up like uh, the season I've logged pretty much from there on out. So, I uh, showed a lot of like my training. I would train with the team mm-hmm. three times a week. I would do public transportation. My, I pretty much got that 500 euros a month and I pretty much lived on 500 euros a month. I was bread and eggs. Eating and a lot of shakes. And eat a lot like of protein shakes and, and tuna and like cheap stuff, potatoes. And I would, and then other than that, I paid for food. I paid for my bus ticket to get to training and back. And I paid for my McFit gym membership. So that's, those were my expenses. I love that name. Yeah. Um, so before we end it, I just have a couple quick questions. We yeah. won't elaborate because it's already been like 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, but would you do it all over again? Knowing now 
maybe what you didn't know then like would you do it again do you think it was a, like a good experience for you and do you think it like helped you at all yeah it was definitely like the hardest experience probably one of the hardest experiences of my life to be over there for that long alone and doing that stuff and you think of it's really i've talked about so much in videos how unglam or you think it's so glamorous and it's really a lot of yeah. it is unglamorous um i think it was such an amazing learning experience i love the german culture of, of foosball and all the soccer over there so cool and I loved the style and I loved everything about it, but it was, it was a, it was a very difficult experience. So going, if I went back to myself, yeah, I would probably, I wouldn't interfere with it at all. I'd probably tell them, I'd probably give myself a little bit of the visa head uh, heads up and basically say that like, like it's harder than you think. It yeah. Is. With the visa process and that, yeah, it's, it's, you're not going to get a visa unless you get a really good fourth division. Team. Yeah. And some countries are a lot easier. Like New Zealand was no big deal, but Germany is like notoriously yeah. hard. But I think, I think what I would have done, honestly, it's tough because like, I think if, if I saw stuff wasn't really working out in Germany and everything kind of was working out in Germany, but I might've come back to America to try in the USL, you know, there. Um, but yeah, it's, you never know. Like, cause I kept on getting trials over there and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I would have done it all over again. Um, it, it, advice I would give though to people, and I had that connection over in Germany, but my advice to people is Germany, Spain, and England is very, very difficult. And France as well is very, very difficult to do if you do not have a European or UK passport. If you don't have a passport like that, you are pretty much screwed because it's, it's so difficult. Um, but if you do, it's going to be, you can basically live over there. You don't have the tourist visa to try to get the visa process or anything. So me going over to Germany and not having a, a European passport made it very, very difficult. And so my advice probably to myself is if I didn't have that lead in Germany that was going to help me with everything would be to look at countries like New Zealand, Australia, uh, Sweden, Norway, Finland, where they might have a little bit looser foreigner policies where I could have gone there and, and kind of broken into that semi-pro pro level um, a little bit easier than Germany. Okay. And then the last question that I have is because there's always kids who are saying like on your videos, at least, um, and that we've talked to in person, they're always saying like, Oh, I don't want to go to college. I want to like go play abroad and go play pro yeah. like instead of going to college. Do you think that like the order that you did it in was like the, like a good way to do it? Or do you think, when is it a good time for somebody to try going to play abroad so like I'm, is it like last case i always like, like the last resort or is it like i think it's the first resort and the last resort if that makes sense that doesn't help at all so <laughs> listen to this though so i made a video about this over in off season okay. about college soccer versus going abroad um for high school seniors and stuff but i have a friend like uh rubio you've met rubio he like when he was a high school senior he was u.s national u.s youth national team he had uh professional teams and professional second teams in America looking at him. He had Mexican professional teams like looking at him and he even had top teams over in, in Denmark and, and Netherlands and all this stuff really, really looking at him and saying like, okay, we can get you this. He had all these connections and, and he was killing it. So at 17, 18, he had coaches and teams over there, literally of top first division teams looking at him for their youth academies and, and pro setups. So he, for him, I would be, my advice to him is it was exactly what he did. Go over to FC Utrecht and play there. Like that's the, that's mm -hmm. the dream. Like he made it over to the top division in Europe. And so that's the first resort, first resort. Yeah, go for it. But if you were me, my senior year, 
or you had no connections abroad, probably were not at the level to play pro at 18 years old and you had college connections. And you weren't like fully developed. Fully developed, yeah. And and like I, like I, me going over to Germany, I would have been struggling even at that time with four years less of development. I would have been struggling at fifth, sixth division teams at that time. Um, so I think it was, it for me, my advice at 18 would be, you're not ready for Europe, you know? You need to go develop. You need to go to college and develop and work on that. Okay, I lied because I have one more question and then we'll be done. So quick answer. How many foreigner spots did these teams have? And like, how hard was it for you being a foreigner? So uh, in the fourth division and and teams like that, there is a very strict foreigner policy, especially in the the Dreite Liga, the third division of Germany. Mm -hmm. So it makes things very, very difficult. Uh, but in the lower leagues, it's they you don't have to worry about it because they don't have foreigners coming in and trying to play for the fifth and sixth division teams that much. Okay. Um, so you don't have to be like an outstandingly good player in the fourth division. Yeah. So like I'm saying that in the lower ones, since there's not as I mean, few still actually, yeah, spots. you still have to be kind of out the one of the better players on the team because why would they deal with all the hassle of finding you a place to stay, working on your stuff. visa? Because it's like. Do we want to invest all this energy for a kid that's going to ride, ride the bench or be yeah, like, yes. So when, even with the six division teams, they saw me as like one of the top players. So yeah. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, you guys can follow the vlogs by that time. And, and cause I really started vlogging, showing that time with Kinsenbach and, uh, showing some of the away games. And, uh, but after that I actually was going to play for SC Tetonia Watsonborn Steinberg. So once that season ended with Kinsenbach, I did a little bit of traveling. My plan was to travel over. Oh, you were actually going to come over. I had my suitcase packed. I had bought all new clothes. I was so excited. I bought my plane tickets. Yeah. His family came over and we were going to do a full like summer mm-hmm. European vacation. Because I hadn't seen my family at that point in six or seven months, eight months, I think. Mm-hmm. And so we were all going to go all around Italy and look like a full three week, two week vacation around Italy. Um, they were, they came over to Germany to see my very last game when I played in Germany. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was awesome. But, and my whole plan was to do that vacation and then to join SC Tetonia Watsonborn Steinberg in preseason and earn the trial there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, right during that time, right at the very last game or two of Kinzenbach, that's when my, when, uh, my friend Ivan Mirkovich hit me up from Orange County Blues and said, are you still playing in Germany? And I said, my season just ended. And he goes, can you come in trial? We need a right back at Orange County Blues. And so I had a, and that was when I was just starting the Italy vacation, had just seen my family. Right before I was going to fly, like a the day. day before. <laughs> and so I literally funny. had to make the decision of, do I stay comfortable and rely on this one trial or one opportunity in Germany with yeah. SC Tetonia? Or do I go right now and, and try out with the USL, which was my goal, and if it doesn't work, I can come back. But like, I, I could not not take the opportunity. So I called Mimi. I said, unpack your suitcase. This is not a good phone call. I'm really sorry. But the good thing was I'm coming back to San Diego. Yeah, I mean, of all the USL teams, it was the closest. Think how lucky that was. What if I was like, unpack your bags. By the way, I'm going to Virginia right now for the, the like Richmond kickers. And I mean, we yeah. really, really lucked out because I flew back. I still got to see you back in San Diego. It was so funny because my family was throwing me like this party. <laughs> it was like a going away party because I was going to Europe. Oh, and then I was going to do my like study abroad or something. Yeah. So I was going to be on for a long time. So my parents planned this whole like party and so at the party um shelly shelly was there with me and everybody came they're like what like why is he here yeah people people literally like aren't 
you're supposed to be in Italy right now? Yeah, like, because I was supposed to fly over and meet him. And he was at the going away party. And I'm like, yeah. So it turns out I'm not going away anymore. We, like, changed the cake, like, whatever it said. Not going away. Yeah, not going away party. Yeah. But it was fun. We just had, like, a good day with all of our friends and stuff. Yeah. But it worked out. It really did work out. And I think that I made the right decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I could have played for SC Tony Vatsenborn, had a great season, pushed you up to the Dry to Liga. Yeah. But but seriously, I kind of looked at it and I said the the regular now Liga is a very good, but it's like right at that border of pro and semi pro. The USL is a fully pro league, and I told myself I went over there, and when um, Orange County Blues pretty much said they want to sign me, I had to call the coach over in Germany and basically say, look, I'm not coming back. And it was a very difficult decision even then too. I was like, do I give up the USL? But it's and- hard because you're they're both maybes. Yeah, exactly. Like, so how do you know which one's right? Like you're giving up a maybe for a maybe. Like, Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it wasn't like, the thing is they should, if the the team was not smart, but they should have offered a contract earlier. Because yeah. um, the coach I remember was even kind of like, oh, why are you, I thought you were going to come it's here. Like because you told me this last time and then you didn't give me one. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's a big, that was another big thing. It's like, look, he bailed on me, not the coach, but the sponsor bailed on me last time. I should take this Screw contract. You. <laughs> so yeah, so it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy time, but, um, it all, it all worked out and, and that's, and to clear up, that's kind of like why I left Germany as well. Um, but yeah, very good. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions in the comment section and I can answer them. Uh, but other than that, Oh, I, I have one more trial. I never even talked about Lupo Martini while I was in season, but they we won't even know. We'll pass that one. Yeah. I basically had a trial in the middle of the season with a, with another team, another fifth division team that was pushing up to the fourth. They had already won, but it was like four days and they were kind of like, yeah, we'll maybe bring him into preseason. So that was about it. But that was in Wolfsburg. Cool huh? It's a cool story, bro. A cool story in, Vol- in Wolfsburg. Oh, that was the Wolfsburg one? I told everybody you had a trial with Wolfsburg and they were you, like, what? You said VFL Wolfsburg and I was like, no, Mimi. I just said Wolfsburg. I didn't know there was multiple Wolfsburg. Yeah, there's a Bundesliga team. In, yeah. In, in, like, yeah, he's trying with Wolfsburg. No big deal. <laughs> Little did you know. It's That's also when you, when you were playing on the, the Earthquakes PDL team. I told mm. everyone you were playing for the earthquakes. Mm. They're like, what? Like, we love that team. Like, I watched that all growing up. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't do it intentionally. I didn't yeah, realize that, there was At that like, point, you didn't really know much about soccer. No, I didn't realize there was like an MLS team called the earthquakes. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember Sarah was over at my house or my dorm and you came over. She's like, so you play for earthquakes? And she grew up in San Jose. And she's I was like, like and was she's like, a soccer player. And you're like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you all looked at me. I was like, what? Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> well, you play for the earthquakes. I was like, no, no, no. I play for their PDL affiliate team. Yeah, the San Jose earthquakes. You guys U23. need to like make that more clear. So, I mean, the team was called San Jose earthquakes. U23. It means nothing to me. <laughs> U23 under 23. I know that, but that doesn't always mm. mean there's, I mean, I mean, it's but still, mean there's it's, an MLS it's, team. I mean, it's not wrong to say that. Like I'm still part of the San Jose Earthquakes. That's why you threw me under the bus. I remember, I remember this conversation. Like, no, I don't Mimi. Why would you say that? Like you literally turned it on me and I was yeah. like, I'm sorry. Does your Jersey not say. Yeah. Earthquakes. Yeah. No, it is. It is tricky. It is hard, but it's kind of like saying, uh, if you're on Timbers but I still too, think that's cool that you had a, a trial in Wolfsburg. In, in Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, but not for Wolfsburg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, but anyway, uh, somebody did that. Some some kid did that to me. He's like, yeah, I play for Portland. I'm like, oh, cool. The Timbers, like academy team? He's like, no, no, no. Like it was like some random, like uh, like not even academy team. Like a little kid. It league. was like not even, it was like a men's amateur men's team called like Portland well, that's something. Like, that's like every single like youth 
team now in San Diego is called Galaxy something because yeah. Galaxy bought all of the leagues down Smart. in San Diego. But now every kid thinks they play for Galaxy and every soccer mom has a Galaxy sticker on their car now. My, son My plays kid for plays for Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why I kind of like was like, no, because I didn't want to be part of that. Yeah, but you threw me under the bus. Yeah, I probably did. All right. Well, anyway, hope you guys like this podcast. Um, yeah, let me know if you have any questions. I hope I kind of like kind of dove into that. That was really cool to talk about because I haven't really talked that in depth about that Germany thing. And I actually was really forgetting a lot of the club's names and everything. So I'm really happy I have this kind of like recorded so I can like refresh my memory with everything. Because mm-hmm. little details start to slip, you know, like yeah. staying with the family and that stuff. It's just hard too because like I wanted to ask good questions in case people wanted to do the same thing but like nobody's experience is going to be the same yeah nobody has the same contacts like you never know so yeah. you kind of just gotta gotta just figure it out for yourself but so. as a piece <laughs> of advice follow cr- try to ob- obtain opportunities and con- and trials through connections versus just winging it yeah because it means more yeah all right well sign us out Mimi <laughs> Good work. Uh, This is the Against All Odds podcast. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.